Hey guys, this is Vince, your host with the 21st Men. Guys, we're going to talk about the criminal justice system and how that pertains to men. The differences between the criminal justice system for men of color and not of color. And then the differences between the criminal justice system for men versus women. So stay tuned. Make sure you're following our Twitter, our Instagram, our YouTube, and our Facebook. Make sure that you got us on all channels. Don't miss a beat. Check it out. Welcome to the 21st Men. My name is Vince. As you all know, this is the cast. Jose, Rakim. Oh, what's your name again? I forgot. Luis, <laughs> Christian, <laughs> Justin, and Rashad. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we are talking about the criminal justice system and how it translates for men, how men are viewed in regards to the law. So let me just go ahead and ask, do you think men are viewed differently in a, as opposed to women. I mean, I carry a white family, a picture of them, and put them on my <laughs> window, so when the cops come, I'm good. I do the, I do the uh, same do thing. The same thing. <laughs> Post it on there. As soon as they see it, they go, oh, I'm so sorry, sir, I didn't know. You're good. So, uh, do, you, do you think that um, the criminal justice system is biased towards men? I mean, just go see In movie general. Black and Blue. I don't know. Mm. In general, as men, do you think that the criminal justice system is... is yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. What about particularly against men of color? Definitely. Yeah. How so? I mean, I judge according to the fruit. I don't judge... I don't know the heart for real. I just keep seeing the same thing on the news. I keep seeing the same thing on social media. I mean, when, it's, when it gets to a point where you see more of injustice towards people of color than people of color... Then you just you got to start questioning. All right, what's going on? I'm not the I'm not the guy to be like you know black power this and we need reparations. I mean I would like that, but I'm just saying because <laughs> I mean that's a whole other conversation. Right. Uh, but when you look at it at its core, I still meet up with seniors that were alive during a time of segregation. We're not that far from it. And so to think mm. that these people aren't still here is nonsense. Like I literally just talked with a couple clients last week and she was telling me about, oh yeah, I remember when we used to have this, just like this tables divided, that's how we were in the schools. I remember mm. when they integrated the schools where, mm. where we lived. Uh, and I was like, wow. wow, you know, like, so yeah, I do, I do think it's still, you know, real. Hmm. Do you... Okay, so you think that it's real. Do you think that, um, in general, that the 13th Amendment helps placate that? Uh, Are you familiar with what the 13th Amendment is? Yes, but when they... when they Just because you, you added a law doesn't mean you took it from the hearts. Okay. Mm, so the 13th Amendment um, basically stated that... To sum it up, you know, everyone is equal rights, native, born, all of that stuff, equal rights until, you know, and, and no one shall be treated like slaves or anything like that again and abolish that slavery unless you were arrested or put into prison and then those rights were gone. So in general retrospect, you could be treated as such a slave. 
And in the time that those amendments were written and enforced, right? I mean, we all know history in America as, you know, you know, we have segregation, you have civil rights movements and all these kind of things. Do you think that amendment helped put people, of, especially men of color, but not just men of color at that time behind bars purely to put them back into slavery? Well, back, back then, you know, it's a different mentality back then. You know, you have people that um, were acting or doing stuff because they still were either racist or trying to take over control of certain movement. You know, Jacksonville is, is the best example. You know, Jacksonville used to be this big, but when the black community came to Jacksonville, now they expanded out of Jacksonville, and now let's make all this Duval County because now we need more people than what we had. Now we have those white over there, those white over there, those white over there, and now we end up being bigger in numbers. Um, so back then, yes, it helped in a way of, of you know, flagging and, and, and there's, there's one step, one rock, you know, you don't build Rome in one day. Um, so it was like something like that. And I understand that yes, it was also being abused, you know, because um, back then, you know, the police back then was not a police. He was actually the patrol slave. Mm. You know, that's the difference. The, the real question, the underlying question, and this is for the people on the table, is that do you think that the system is intentionally trying to incriminate people of color? And then if that's the case, what's the benefit from it? You know, because there, there's Latino police officers, there's black police officers, there's black... Um, sergeants and generals and there's there's we had a black president last right there's so there's there's evidence to support that it doesn't exist there's, there's evidence on both sides so i'm just curious what you guys said so it, it, it triggers down different different ways you mentioned police so the police most of the time even though they say they don't have quotas they do have quotas sure i have family members they used to be police officers sure. all the way to running the whole department chief right. of departments and they do have a quota you know right. it's okay. not a verbal quota but yes you have to meet certain criterias are those quotas different for those of color as opposed well, it, to not? And, and, and the experience that, because I did brought up that question to certain you know, members of mine that work here in the United States. And, and it's not that it's um, towards men of colors or Hispanic. The fact is that sadly, you know, TV, media, yellow, you know, the, the news, everything gives you the fact that, you know, there, there's something called the rest zones, mm -hmm. right? So the rest zones, is the fact that when this is red zone day, it's basically you're gonna go to areas that you know that high crimes might happen and you're gonna boom, bump up your arrest and do everything. Which so, always happens to be blacker areas. Sadly. Why? Because Why are they all blacker areas? Because there's big reasons. You know, reason number one is, you know, the, the white community itself, you don't see them hanging out the same way that either black or Hispanics do. You know, and, and, and take, take, I'm gonna take New York. You know, when you go to New York and you go to the Bronx, you go to Brooklyn, you go to those, you know, big predominant crime areas, it's black and Hispanics. Do you think it's deeper than that, Wes? Uh, I do. Um, just from a spiritual background, spiritual viewpoint, looking at it, uh, I know that the devil is going to continue using what has always worked. Yep. And racism is something that works. Not saying that people working underneath uh, law enforcement have a personal agenda to fulfill racism, but if they're not working on themselves and what they think, you know, what, a, what it means to be a man, if they're not working on their spirits and whatnot, it's gonna reflect in how they, you know what I mean? How That's they go good. out and do what they do. What about districting, right? I mean, back in the 50s and the 60s, 
place people wouldn't loan mm-hmm. um, financial sectors wouldn't loan to those of color because they would put them in certain areas on purpose so that way they'd say this area we're not giving a loan to this area we're not giving a loan to redlining because of redlining you know mm-hmm. they got that like you were saying so but redlining red zoning there's a there's a similarity there and and my question is do those areas predominantly have people of color because of redlining? Well, they were they weren't destroyed, and they sure as heck no one went there to say, "All right, we're going to mix it up now." Like so, yeah, they still exist because guess what? People still <clears throat> lived there during that time, had children, and their children had children, and mm-hmm. that just grew to be even predominantly more black yeah. right. or, or, or of color. I will sorry. You no, go ahead. Uh, Lewis was he was going to speak to me. Yeah. So yeah, well. Um, so I grew up in, I mean, a pretty rough Latino area, right? So, um, I mean, it was me, my mom, and my little brother, and it doesn't get any more rough than literally living on the street, right? And even when we weren't living on the street, we lived in, I mean, I guess what is considered kind of like a Latin-based project, right? And what you find is a lot of the times when people come, and I'm from originally from San Diego, so when people would come you know, whether legally or illegally from across the border, you know, you work a little bit and you get to the first place that actually makes sense financially, right? Which breaks down into the quintiles, right? The lower quintiles is normally when you're trying to get your foot or get your feet on the ground started, that's kind of where you go. Just like the projects, the projects were intended as a stepping stone to the next place, but what happened? We created uh, a, almost like a a socially acceptable way of life mm-hmm. to stay stagnant, right? So instead of saying, hey, this is just a stepping stone. Hey, you're working at McDonald's. This is just a stepping stone. It's, okay, well, how can, what can I do to cater to stay here, right? And that's kind of what, you know, I found our life was, right? Like, what did my mom end up doing? She became a prostitute, right? What do I have to do to stay here? I become a prostitute because I can work right outside, mm-hmm. right? I don't have to go far. I don't have to move. And then what happens? You get stuck because if you move to the next place, okay, great. I can move into the suburbs, but I can't prostitute outside, right? So I think we create, and I mean, there's a lot of bigger reasons why I think you know we're segregated into these different zones, right? But I think what happens is the law really uh, honed in on some of the illegal activities that were going on, and unfortunately, based off of us being uh, the newcomers into the states, we kind of fell into these zones, right? So I think really what happened is uh, that really took over, and it affected the black community, it affected the Latin community, it affected, I mean, normally it's not affecting the majority of the white community per se, right? So, Oh, do you believe living in America? This one is okay. Mm-hmm. Do you believe living in America is different as a black man versus Latino man versus a white man? Yes, negatively and positively. I think there's benefits for all the cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know if you can speak to this because I, and, and the curious question is, man, and, and so I was going to ask you with this question, this was one next. If you could next year for some reason just be a white man, would you take that opportunity? Nope. Nope. 
Why? I mean, if it was just for a year and I was applying for a house. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So the, but that's, but that's exactly where he went. He went to I was like, financial stability or something along the way. I think that Latino. Go ahead. My bad. Sorry. I, I, can I answer that as the host? I don't yeah, know if yeah, I can. I just as a Latino, I take pride in being Latino. Right. I love it. And, and, and love the, it. The, the point of it, too, goes to the fact that, yeah. you know, like I made a comment the other day to, to Vince and to um, <clears throat> Rakim here. I believe, for example, my personal opinion is racism is the color of your mind, not the color of your skin. Mm, yeah. You know, so when you come realistic to this... Take it even deeper, the culture of your mind, not the culture. Well, yeah, but, you know, it goes to the point oh, where, yeah, listen, for me, it has not been no difficulty being Hispanic, being darker than you, right. to find whatever I wanted to find. Actually, being Hispanic has opened a lot of doors for me because right. now I know Spanish and I know English. Right. Because I'm American, I could do whatever I want to do in and out, whatever I want to come in and out. You know, has opened doors for me to travel the whole world, has I've done it through my business. So realistically, it comes to the point that that I believe, and this is me, Jose, that the same group of black people there are in the poverty, the Hispanic, they've been in the poverty, those are also the white people that are in the poverty. The difference in numbers, yeah, probably there's a big difference in percentages. But I believe that it's where you're standing. The first show we did, Rakim, they said something really, really impacting towards me, and I always repeat it to him. The way he dressed is to improve himself. Yeah. So if you don't improve yourself, you're not going to be able to move forward. Right. It's, 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 it's go back again. The color of your mind is what is racist, not the color of your skin. If you, like he said, culturally, you block, you mad at the world because, you know, I'm black. That's why, I, honestly, I don't like the word African-American. I don't, because you know, are, are you African for real? Do you know? Can you go pinpoint back who was African in, right. in your culture, where you're from. Or, or, or where you from? And if you go, probably if we do all twenty-three and me, we pro- I'm oh, not probably. Oh, so, yeah. I agree with you. And while that is how we should view things in America, I don't know if that's actually how it's viewed. However, I and 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 I think that that should be where, as men, we should all want to aspire to be. And I think that's important mm-hmm. for everyone to see, everyone to hear, because at the end of the day, that's what we want. I'm just going to read a couple statistics, and we're going to move into the differences between uh, men and women. These statistics are just pulled from uh, AmericanProgress.org. It's an organization that pulls statistics for those that are minority and wish to give a spotlight just to those uh, differences. <laughs> People of color are significantly under overrepresented in the U.S. population by making up more than 60% of people behind bars. Um, despite being only 13% of the overall population, 40% of those who are incarcerated are actually black. Latinos represent 16% of the overall population, but 19% of those are who are incarcerated. Now, again, I say Latinos and blacks here, but let's face it, America likes to put the darker you are, you're black doesn't matter if you're Latino. So these statistics don't even pull the Latinos who are actually lumped into the black category. Um, So on the other hand, whites make up to 64% of the overall population, but account for only 39% of those incarcerated. Now you say, well, 39% is is close to 40%. But when you look at the overall populations, they, you know, they, they are winning out on that statistic. Again, these are statistics. Um, We live our everyday lives. We get it. People of color are more likely to be entangled in the criminal justice systems. Among black males born in 2001, one in three will go to prison at some point. One in six Latinos will go to prison, as opposed to one in 17 white males will go to prison. Similar exists for women. One in, one in 111 white women, one in, one, one in 18 for black women, and one in 45 Latino women. Um, so people of color face harsher sentences, 
uh, here in America, uh, especially men of color. Uh, and there's actually a difference between men and women when it comes to sentencing. Women get a least harsher sentencing uh, structure when it comes to us as men in, a, in this country. Uh, during traffic stops, people are, of color are more likely to be searched without a consent or without, or without knowledge of how to, the law works um, than those of their white counterparts. Um, students of color face harsher punishments at school than their white uh, non-Hispanic counterparts. Uh, people of color are extremely overrepresented in the juvenile justice system. About 67% of juveniles committed to public facilities nationwide are of color, um, comprising of about 15% of that are black juveniles arrested two times more than their white uh, counterparts. And of course, we all know about voter restriction. What just happened here in Florida with that was appalling. Um, to be, to say the least, that's what I think. Of course, everybody can give their own viewpoints. In Florida, Kentucky, and Virginia, more than one in five Black adults are denied the right to vote, and that's purely based on well, these things are stacked against certain individuals based on the color of their skin. Um, which, what you're right, like Jose says, we want to have those types of things, but sometimes it's very difficult when things are like stacked over here. They're not so much stacked over here. There's no balance. So it's like this. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they win, you know what I mean? Or who's not? Like, it's all viewpoint at that mm -hmm. point, too. Um, so, with that being said, um, do you guys think women are held to the same accountability that men are when it comes to the criminal justice system? Um, I think we have to be honest with ourselves as men. We're, uh, naturally, men are more aggressive by, t by nature, biologically. Uh, we get more we get more fights. We are uh, not as well mannered or well t uh, um, tempered, and that's just that's just biological aspects of our nature. Mm -hmm. And so, since that's the case, and also a lot of uh, abuse cases mm -hmm. are men against women, so that accounts for a lot of heavy uh, amount of people going mm -hmm. to the prison as well. So, I think that it's not necessarily biased. Uh, however, women need to be held accountable for their actions as well, and I think we don't see that necessarily. So, I think it's a mixed bag mm -hmm. of um, women who are not held accountable, but we also need to be honest with ourselves. We unfortunately are given a responsibility since we have biologically a more dominant physical appearance than women. We have to be careful with you know, power comes great responsibility with our, with our duties to be respectful and proper towards handling those situations. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys yeah. I mean, I think it goes to a couple of different factors. Yeah. So um, men are normally more uh, lenient with women, right? So for instance, You'll hit a man, but you won't hit a woman, right? right? So that, is that because they're less threatening? Uh, I would say because they're less physically capable of protecting themselves. So yeah, they're, they're physically not strong, right? So yeah. that's just like physically, right? So, but I think if you propel that, Well, I, right, I think what you mean is not that they're not physically not strong, but biologically, unless they actually take, uh, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, this. Hold on. <laughs> I want to I ask a question. So you, so you're telling me, I'm trying to help him. Physically, yeah. Um, Physically, yeah, women are no match for you. There's a couple of women out there. <laughs> so, I, they may be able to choke slam me. I've lost a lot of weight lately. <laughs> That's what we're accounting. So, no, but what I'm saying, be but yeah, you're not defending the female population. Yeah, yeah. of course. I think. Yeah, men are seen as more of an aggressor and women are seen as more docile, right? right? And I think that's like the common role, right? So men are the protectors, right? That's kind of like the role that yeah. humanity has placed on, on men. Yeah. 
So I think when you propel it up the legal system and you see what that, I mean, let's think about what does that really look like to answer the question? Mm -hmm. The person that's normally sentencing is normally a male, right? Mm. And then let's say in this scenario, the person that's taking that sentence is a female. Mm. So let's say that's stacked. I'm just thinking logically, right? How are, the, how are they emotionally going to be struck when, let's say she says, you know, you know, any final words, you know, before your sentencing? And she says, you know what, like, what I did was wrong. You know, like, I'm just trying to be a good mom. You know, I, I normally don't sell drugs, but, you know, I was doing it for my three kids. And I'm not saying that that's no, obviously, that's like, I'm not saying that that's the narrative in every single case, right. but I'm saying like, let's just think about that. But that was another point. I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to read this because my, sure. I want this, I want this to get out real quick before actually, unfortunately, my tablet will die and we'll have free session. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I want to read this and then I want to um, ask a question to what yeah, she yeah, just yeah. said. Um, so women are less likely to be detained before trial. They are actually 46, 46% less likely than men to be held in jail prior to a trial. Women who are released on bond are given actual lower bond amounts, mm -hmm. and the bonds are set about 54% lower than what men would be required to pay. Women are 58% less likely to be sentenced to prison. By the way, this is from journalistresource.org. Uh, you can look that up, um, oh, and it'll also be in the video below. So defendants who were sentenced to prison, there generally was no gender disparity in the length of that sentence. However, there are disparities in sentencing for some individual types of crimes. Female de um, defendants convicted for theft receive longer prison sentences actually than men. Uh, so that's vice versa. Um, and women, but women convicted of other property offenses, which include arson, stolen property, breaking and entering, receive shorter prison sentences. Oh, that sounds like the man cheated on her. <laughs> Those last parts. Yeah. But, now you're stealing from the man. That's now you're going to jail. <laughs> Here's where it gets interesting. Black female defendants were in some ways treated differently than white female defendants, but um, still have, you know, they'll have higher bonds than um, white women, but they still have lower bonds than black men, white men, and Hispanic. We don't want to see women cry. That's it. Like, I'll be honest with you, man. That's, women will make you feel bad. And not, not make you, but we feel bad when we hurt women, man. So naturally, the sentence is going to be shorter. We're going to not want to punish it. And that's, that's where that comes from, man. We, we have a tendency to want to care and protect our women, all women, for most for most. And you can disagree with me if you want, mm -hmm. but I, I feel like you've seen a woman cry, and I know how ugly that feels uh, when you see women yeah. feeling so bad. So do you think that hmm. women know how to act better than men when they walk up in that courtroom? Do you know how, do you think no, that us as men, do, or naturally, men, I think it's a natural thing. Do you think that we're just naturally aggressive people yeah. or we're viewed as aggressive before we open our mouths? So why don't we just fit the role? Like, is that the mentality that we have when we walk in the courtroom? I don't think people have sympathy for a man's struggles. Why should they? We're supposed to be strong and providers. And that, that's, that's the mentality of the stereotype of our society is why, why should I care if you're crying as a man, you need to be handling yourself better than this. Mm -hmm. um, but for women, I, th I think they're giving a break. So touching on that note, sure. yeah. I mean, that goes into men, men's mental health. That goes into men's uh, account, like accountability from a society standpoint. That is something that we should probably talk about. I like that. What, um, what do you think women, uh, do you think women manipulate that system in order to get out of things that maybe were actually harmful to them? Where, like a man or whatever. <laughs> we all do. Why are we lying? You ever get a ticket? Tell me something. I want a ticket? You take I got a lot of tickets. Yeah. You I got a lot of tickets. I've got a lot of tickets. I used to have a, a Mustang Roush. 
His name That's is Alejandro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't know, he, you know. <laughs> but honestly, I mean, I think if we're all being honest, like we all do our best to not get the sentence, sure. right? Whether, I mean, when you're getting ready in the morning, if you know you're going to go to a hearing for whatever reason, right? You think, what? I mean, at least for me, I'm like, what's going to make me look less of, like, right. guilty, right? I, me personally, I mean, I'm, I've been in sales my whole life, so I'm like, I'm going to wear white, I'm going to wear blue. Right, calming you know? colors. Yeah, things that white strikes purity, right, blue right. is trust. So this is actually navy blue. So this is this is this says I'm I'm pure, but still a little reckless, you know. So white inspires purity. So I think one of the biggest thing is you know we all kind of do it, and I think it's easier to say that a woman does it because you can see it very physically sometimes, right? Like if a woman starts crying, like oh, like you know she's manipulating the system. But if a man goes in there, he's like, you know, you know, I'm really sorry. No, you're not sorry. This is the tenth time you've done it. You're not sorry, right? But I think we all, in one way or another, do manipulate the system, right? So, or um, try to, right? Try in one way or another, yeah. I think that kind of goes into what's acceptable for the emotions guys mm -hmm. are allowed to really have. Yeah. Because if you see a guy crying, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you just normally don't see that. Yeah. We were talking about that the uh, what was it about a week ago when we said that I won't. The only time I ever cry is when I am mad and i will and then that that comes with some type of physical reaction mm -hmm. and that's wrong like that's not i should be able to feel comfortable expressing my emotions but through and through the system has mm -hmm. told us we can't even to that but the thing is that that you know good that you guys touched that point because i've been thinking about it crimes made by men are a little bit higher on 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 the fact that it's hurting something somebody are more violent. The statistics you know. that I read actually counteract that from the article, I apologize, my thing died. They actually say that um, women and men now today make the same amount of equal physical type of crimes, but still redeem that. Not may, not talking only about physical, okay. you know, about, about harm, damage, you know, you could probably, let's say for example, and I could tell you from my perspective, my mom okay. was arrested. The reason my, I, my mom didn't raise me is because she was arrested. Right. You know, and, and honestly, I remember the day that we were in sentencing, the judge came and asked us um, how we felt about it. Because mm. he was going to send my mom away. And he was a female judge. He was not a, a male judge. And, and actually, she was really hard on my mom because she questioned, you have three kids, a new kid that just has 30 days born, and you're still doing what you're doing. So you're not valuing what you have. Mm. But in the, in the other side, for example, it was for drug trafficking. When a male does drug, drug trafficking, it doesn't stop on drug trafficking. Mm -hmm. Probably is arrested with a gun on him. Mm -hmm. Probably have priors on him. No matter what color of skin, you know? Right now, for an example, um, about female judging, the lady, that the cop that just went to the wrong apartment and killed the owner of the apartment, mm -hmm. it was a female who was doing the sentencing, the judge, but I do agree on the emotions because how come she was a black female? No, but, uh, white female. She was a white female. No, she was a black female. No, the judge. Was, oh, the judge. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. oh, the judge was a black female. And after sentencing, yes, the brother, the younger brother of the guy, say I forgive her. And the judge, something you never seen in a judge, he went down and hugged her and said everything's going to be okay. Hmm. So, That's with, sympathetic. Yeah, but, right. but still, you know, she was harsh, but she was sympathetic, you know, but at the same time, I agree that, you know, when it comes to men, 
you don't see that because also men don't want to cry because mm. like you said mm -hmm. they just want to show it you know i think if 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 you will see a stronger repentant on mm -hmm. what the action were you might see probably a lower number i have the opportunity to work in different jails in miami and i move some policies to make happen that you know incarcerated parents have the opportunity to have one-on-one -on -one with their kids and outside that environment where it's restricted you know and and i i like i was sharing this with vince the um the other day um i heard a case where i talked to the guy and he said i haven't seen my dad in x amount of years to again to jail and i saw my dad yeah and my granddad was in jail and you know now my my frustration is why I, when i come out i don't want to do the same thing because i don't want my kid to come and meet me here so do you um thank you do you um that goes into a couple of things like opportunities um it goes into uh what is afforded to men uh as opposed to women and secondly like you were saying with the crying and stuff like that and and the uh, drug trafficking of they probably have a gun on them and stuff like that men we have a natural desire to prove prove ourselves yes. beyond what a woman does and whether that comes from wherever that comes from do you think that is the reason why we do harsh, we have harsher punishments as well as we go further into the crimes that are committed as men? I think that could be. I mean, if you take us to our primal nature, right? Uh, it's all a competition. But you know what? Women are doing the, damn, the same damn thing, man. Their objective is to look for a better mate, a more suitable mate. Who's got more financial stability so they could take care of? That. For thousands of years in the course of human history, the man has been the protector and provider of the family. Mm -hmm. And so now we're thrust in the environment in the last 20 years even mm -hmm. where it's kind of shifting a little bit. And so it becomes politically incorrect to say that when honestly – it's tough to get rid of the instinctual basis we have our, our eyes set on where she she can take care of herself, she can be nurturing, she can help the young, and so we want that. And at the end of the day, to go to the original question of, of why we're sympathetic to women, we hold women in our arms. They don't hold us in their arms. I mean, there are cases where your wife might hold you in your arms or things like that, but, but, but at the end of the day, that's the case. We are protecting her, but, but remember also, and that's, that's the instinct. If you if you go back to to psychology, you know yeah. nature versus you know nurture, nurture. Right. You are more sympathetic to a woman because you had a mom. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because you had a female that actually nurtured you, sure. carried you, gave you love. Mm -hmm. well, let me hear your opinion. So that you're going like you have that disadvantage, I guess you could say. No, I'm 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 I'm, I'm stronger. I'm harder with with when it comes to to accepting or accepting. I think I'm, I'm equally. Because I, I do believe, you know, my perspective, and it's something that my wife actually had helped me think differently, is that if you're asking for equality, then you should have completely equality across the board. Right. So equal, equal. Like I, uh, I always say, if order. you're either 100% for something or you're 100% against it, period, point blank. I like that. Sorry. Just that's, that's, that's something, you know, because at first I was like, you know, because most of my life I was raised by my grandmother and then my dad by himself. And, and my abuela always told don't me, really you know, that. you don't yeah. touch the roses. Because if you touch the petals of the roses too much, they die. So the same with the female. You never touch a female because you're hurting her. So I kept that for a long time until my that. wife told me one time they had to be held accountable also. My wife is really against feminist. Like, my wife is, like, really strong on it. 
And, and she told me if a female wants to be equally to a man, then they should work equally. If you want equal pay for construction, then you should work equally in construction. So that's where I hold my standards now. My daughter, we had a, a huge conversation yesterday from 10 to two in the morning, yesterday with my daughter. And I told her, mama, you dropping the ball. You want certain things, you need to then elevate what you're doing, you know? And, and because if we continue that um, programming, because the mind is programming, you know, if we continue the programming of the mind as, okay, you're a girl, you could, you could get away with it. We never would change. Exactly. exactly. Never would change. So with that being said, um, which I, I love, I love all these opinions. I think they're amazing. Where do we go from here? Like where, I mean, like you said, with your daughter and, and elevating her to seek out what she wants to seek out she should in turn receive it should also seek out responsibility of that decision mm -hmm. i I love that self-responsibility is important do you think there's other ways that we can make a difference and change it as men right encouraging our women or encouraging our children to do the same do you think that we can do better or do you think that we are already trying to it's just not being seen I think we're not trying hard enough. All right. We're not honest enough. That's, we're just lying to ourselves, man. Exactly. Yeah. The society's, we just need to go back to being honest, man. Go back to the primal instinct thing. We just need to stop pretending that this is this facade that our society's made up is done, man. We need to go back to being honest. A woman could be a prize just like you can be a prize for her. And not a negative way, but, but being, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a good goal to have, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know. And to go off your thing, women could be nurturing and empowering, you know. Both things. So with, um, it's a, uh... Rakim, you have just because like a, a, a beautiful um, business that talks about love and, and, and wanting to mm. romance plan and, and giving somebody that perfect moment. What do you think about all this? Do you think that what do you think the dynamics between a man and woman should be? And how does that look for you? Um, <clears throat> Luis touched on uh, what did you touch on earlier? He said something about, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. But um, can you reword it one more time? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Does your business mm -hmm. help you identify what love or what relationship should be like between a man and a woman and the, just in general, between a man and a woman? Does it help you? Love language is what he touched on earlier. And mm -hmm. I think that we need to really just dial back besides being honest, which is a huge part of it because we can all, you know, retweet what we what we agree with, but we don't want to work on. We all need to be honest with ourselves for the change that we want to see. Stop waiting on somebody else to articulate it for us. Um, ask for help. We need to be humble, but also we need to be humble enough to accept that, you know, my love language might not be yours and you're more important than me just translating mine. So let me understand yours better. Mm -hmm. And I think that could be a good first step to all of us understanding one another more. Mm -hmm. um, continuous self-improvement yeah. is something we don't teach our youth enough. And if we teach our young males to continually self-improve, we can then change society to where it needs to be and go. So that I think that, because you're saying, I need to find a strategy to teach my wife or, or um, show my wife the love language. Mm -hmm. That's continuous self-improvement. Mm -hmm. And if that progression, we can teach it to our youth, I think we could see tremendous results. Yeah. And on that, I appreciate all of your time. Thank you so much uh, for joining in, everyone. And have a wonderful, great night. Right. I don't believe it's so